And hello, everyone, and good afternoon, good day, wherever you may be, and thanks for joining us on another edition of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. Don't forget, fans, you can listen to our podcast available on the Apple iTunes Store, the Google Podcast Store, and, of course, on Spotify, where you may find two poll questions, one of them dealing with UTRGV. Do they start football, yay or nay? And more importantly, does the whack hold or grow more? But that will not be our topic because more of our topic will be concerning UTRGV football. And I am privileged to have the athletics director and VP, Chase Conk. Chase, thanks for taking the invite. And Jonah, thank you for allowing this interview to happen. How are you guys? Doing, doing great, Ray, and always, uh, always enjoy coming on, and always love talking UTRGV and, and the future of our athletics program. Absolutely, you know. And speaking of the future of the program, I know you've been busy trying to uh, push this student referendum with uh, with visiting places left and right. How has that been going so far? Just trying to push the student referendum. Uh, to try to get as many students as involved. Yeah, it, it's, it's really been a great process, uh, you know, starting with, with our Student Government Association, uh, having the opportunity to work with our student leaders. Uh, obviously, uh, gosh, it's probably been five or six weeks now uh, that they unanimously passed uh, moving this referendum uh, proposal forward to the student vote, uh, which is coming up here in, in just a couple of weeks, uh, but, but really taking this opportunity to uh, be with our student organizations, to be with students uh, both in Brownsville and Edinburgh. Uh, we've hosted a couple of town halls uh, and have had uh, many, many meetings uh, as we try to educate our, our student body uh, on the student vote and, and, and what all this would entail. Uh, it's also been wonderful working with Dr. Maggie Hinojosa. Uh, she's our, our Senior Vice President for Strategic Enrollment and Student Affairs. Uh, her division is a co-sponsor uh, with Intercollegiate Athletics on this proposal. Uh, and so to be able to uh, to do it with a colleague and, and have two um, large units here on campus represented in this proposal, as well as the College of Fine Arts and the School of Music, you know, working with uh, the faculty uh, within that uh, within that school, and obviously with Dean Block, uh, it, it's been a great process, and uh, really a credit to the Student Government Association for the way that they have facilitated uh, this referendum. That there's a very specific policy. Uh, that you have to abide by, uh, one that uh, was created by the Student Government Association when it comes time to uh, sponsoring a student referendum. Uh, it has been a long time uh, since our institutions, our institution has had a student referendum. And then you go back to our legacy institutions, uh, and, and it's been maybe 20 plus years since we've brought a referendum to our students. And so it really underscores the importance uh, of this vote, uh, the importance of hearing our students' voice through this vote and really helping our, our campus community uh, dream big about what the future can look like for not just athletics, uh, but really for the entire university in the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, as a VP, just put on your VP hat for, for a second. How has the uh, student response been right now? Just uh, just touring both campuses, uh, doing a, a, a little bit of a, P, a PR work, uh, how has that been uh, able to help you grow a little bit in your short time frame here? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a great question, Ray. It's, um, it's really been positive. By and large, it's been very positive. Uh, and anytime you can engage in good dialogue about the future of your institution with your students, that's healthy. It's healthy to talk about um, you know, what we want to look like, who we are today, and, and all the positive things that we are as UTRGV today. But then, of course, fast forwarding of, of what it would look like maybe 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. Um, so, so that part of it has been great. One of the biggest things that, that we've tried to do throughout the last several weeks and, and will continue to do as we lead up to the referendum is make sure that the facts are out there. Make sure that uh, there is some misinformation. Uh, and so, and listen, we've got 32,000 plus students. And so making sure that we're using every vehicle we can uh, to communicate the facts about this referendum. Uh, obviously, we can't take a position as a sponsor uh, of, this, uh, of this student vote uh, but we, we want to enthusiastically educate our students uh, on, um, on what, is, what, what this referendum is about. And, and, and in, you know, specifically, the four programs that will be uh, impacted uh, if this were to pass next month. Uh, and so as the vice president, that's been wonderful. Of course, it's always great to be with our students coming out of the pandemic and, and slowly starting to get back to our new normal. Uh, it's been great to engage with groups, not just via Zoom, but also in person and, uh, and certainly uh, seeing you know people back at our events and, and seeing our attendance at our sporting events this fall uh, gives me great hope that, that things are getting back to normal and also gives me a lot of enthusiasm about the future of athletics here at UTRGV. Absolutely, and you talk about uh, impacting other sports, start, uh, starting to bring back other sports, but I've got to ask you, you know, independently whether this passes or not, I've got to ask, you know, what's going to be the overall impact of some of the other Olympic sports whether this referendum passes or not, you know, because I'm pretty sure some of the other student athletes are excited about the prospect of like, hey, we have a chance to turn this corner around and and hopefully it's for the better. Yeah, and, and, and we're very, we're very proud of where we are with our current 16 sports, you know, and, and two years ago when we adopted the mantra of rallying the valley, you know, we, we know and believe we can do that uh, you know, with, with our 16 sports and the way that we look today. Um, our investment in, in intercollegiate athletics here as a non-football institution, uh, we've made so much progress over the last five, six, seven years. Uh, it starts at the top with President Bailey. He, he appreciates and understands the value of strong intercollegiate athletics. Uh, and so regardless of the outcome, our commitment to being, uh, you know, top-notch Western Athletic Conference uh, institution and, and very competitive in the Division One landscape. That, that's unwavering. Um, now, now, if this were to pass, uh, we do feel like it will help all of our sports, just like we feel like it will help uh, many aspects of our institution. Uh, the, the brand identity that, that would come from this, the, the spirit and the pageantry that we could see possibly grow even more on our campuses, um, those things would, would be a huge benefit to all of our sports. Uh, but, but at the same time, um, you know, if our students' voice is, is in a different direction, um, our, our charge is the same. And we've got an unbelievable group of, of young people that represent this institution, this region, and very excited about the footprint that we have in the state of Texas with the expanded Western Athletic Conference. And so regardless, the future is bright, uh, but it's very exciting to think about what could be, uh, you know, with a student vote here in a couple of weeks and, and obviously the Board of Regents approval in, in February, uh, it's exciting to think about what we could be here in the next five or 10 years. Absolutely. As I'm being choice, as I'm being joined by the UTRGV Athletics Director and VP Chase Kong. Chase, uh, 
you know, you've seen a lot of the excitement grow around these last uh, five to six weeks from the time it was introduced to now. Um, I just got to ask you, you know, you, you guys have started to expand a little bit more east into Brownsville. You guys started taking by uh, doing the soccer programs, and then you took the men's and women's basketball team to see the South Padre Island Convention Center. And now recently it was announced that uh, golf and tennis are going to be making their way out there. Uh, what's been the overall receivement that you've received from from the east side of the valley when taking your other programs out there? It's been great, and uh, it's been wonderful to to finally this this semester be able to do uh, those things that you mentioned. Um, you know, pre pandemic we we had a we had this plan in place, and and, and if the pandemic wouldn't have happened. You would have seen this uh, a year ago, uh, but we're excited that we're able to do that this year and be able to bring competition uh, to our students in the community in the lower valley. Um, it, it's important to us. It, it's important to us. We, we are one institution. Uh, our region, we are, we are better and stronger when we're together. And, and the more that we can have a presence uh, in Brownsville and in Cameron County, uh, it helps everyone. And, and a credit to our coaches and our student athletes I love the fact that, you know, not are we you know, just competing there, but you're seeing youth camps and clinics, you're seeing engagement uh, with, with um, you know, with the folks in Cameron County that's, uh, that really reaches the whole family, not just as a spectator to watch us compete, but you're seeing us really engage uh, with the youth there as well. Uh, so it's been, it's been very well received working with um, you know, the city of Brownsville and, and working with their many folks there. Um, they're very excited about it. And, and it's something that was very important to us early on. And it was something too that we didn't we didn't want to just talk about it. We we wanted to show implementation. We wanted to show that we're serious about this and that we're going to be consistent about it. Uh, and then you talked also about the the South Padre Island and the two classics uh, that we're going to host this year. You know that's something we want to do every year, and it gives us uh, the great ability to attract a really good, strong Division One competition. Uh, it's a destination place for for these institutions and for their fans. And gives us a you know a way to really put our best foot forward and showcase uh, you know really the the crown jewel of the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, so the more we can do in Cameron County, uh, it's not only good for for that community, but it's great for us and it helps expand our brand and expose our student athletes uh, to our entire region. Absolutely, and I've got to ask you. You know, you you take all of these other Olympic sports, but two of them that uh, haven't made their way out there, and it's been volleyball and baseball. Are there any future plans to take those two other Olympic sports out there to kind of like uh, showcase their brand uh, a, a little bit out there? Absolutely. Absolutely. We've had uh, those discussions. Uh, you're likely to see them involved in, in camps and clinics, uh, whether it be late spring or early summer next year, and uh, always looking for creative ways to, to find uh, the right facility to compete in. Uh, but all of our coaches uh, and really our entire athletics department is bought in. Uh, to, to having a bigger presence in Brownsville and Cameron County. So uh, the simple answer is yes, Ray, you will see those programs have a presence over the next year as well. Now, uh, one, of, one of the last questions I wanted to ask you here, I mean, yeah, I'm sure you've been following the, new, the landscape of realignment, but what do you make of all this uh, madness and movements of, of all these other uh, group of six and power six conferences where you are in a position to add football and staying in the whack for the, for a little while now, uh, how does this just like 
see everything that you guys are, are doing at and do you kind of feel blessed that you walked into a stable conference uh, organization now oh, absolutely and, and and really though you look back to august 2019 and and the stability uh, then uh, was not very you know very stable as a league and, and so you fast forward to today and, and we're, we're operating out of a space of strength uh, as a conference which is a wonderful position to be in you know this has been a domino effect and, and a lot of folks um, you know, would say that it started with the OU Texas. Uh, I think it started with the Western Athletic Conference, maybe, you know, the, the, the move of, of those five institutions. Uh, really, that was, a, that was a big deal for our league uh, to be able to attract uh, those four Texas schools. Uh, and, and really, you got you to acknowledge Tarleton State uh, coming into the conference, you know, two years ago. And, and so now adding the four other Texas schools plus Southern Utah next year, uh, that, that puts us in a, in a great space as a conference. Uh, and again, really operating out of a position of strength. And, uh, and that's, that's great to be a part of as an institution. You know, you, you've seen a lot of moves. You, you saw the moves uh, just in the last 24 hours with the uh, American um, you know, AAC. And, and then you, that, and that's not the end of it, right? There, there's gonna be other things that are gonna happen um, at the FBS landscape. Uh, but we feel really, really good about where we are. We feel really, really good about our position in the conference. Uh, what made this uh, this referendum a reality right now? You know, a lot of people ask, uh, why now? Why do you feel like the timing is right? You know, if you if you go back uh, to you know five six years ago when we did the study, that was a missing piece. You know, the, the conference affiliation uh, affiliation and being a part of a league that sponsored Division One football, we didn't have that, uh, but now we do. And, and so the WAC uh, is a great home for us. It, it would be a great home uh, for women swimming and diving and, and Division One FCS football. Uh, and so it excites us to think about uh, you know, where we are today as a conference and the fact that we've got six Texas schools. Uh, our brand will certainly expand because of that. But uh, of course, as we as we near the referendum, uh, thinking about being associated with this league uh, from a swim and dive and football standpoint, uh, it really gives us great potential to continue to grow athletically, but also as an institution. Chase, I just want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you've been doing a lot of meetings, a lot of presentations, conference meetings, student meetings with the student uh, government associations. Uh, thanks so much for your valuable time, Jonah Goldberg. Thank you so much for, for setting this up and then helping me get this one across. Uh, just thank you, guys. Well, Ray, we appreciate you and all your support. And uh, Thanks for all you do to help us rally the Valley. Thank you so much. Hello, sports fans. Thanks for listening to another episode of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. This is your host, Ray Silva. Be tuned next week for another great episode as we drop podcasts every Monday here on anchor.fm forward slash STBS. Don't forget, our podcast can also be found via Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, and Spotify. Thanks for listening. <laughs>